Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com slash recommend today. Uh, yes, Uncle Doug is here dressed in his red, white, and blue. And he is ready to talk to you about all of your gardening needs. Hotter than the 4th of July, so we'll talk about the heat. We'll talk watering. We'll talk about anything you want to talk about. But I highly urge you to start calling now because we want to get right to the phones, 866-391-1020. And if you are the 10th caller at 412-922-1020, you will win a gift certificate to Sorgles. Here he is out in the garden for the 4th of July weekend. Is this actually the midway point of the gardening season, Mr. Doug Oster? Good morning. Yeah, we're about halfway through. Good morning. Uh, thanks for wearing your red, white, and blue Speedo this morning. I appreciate it. Thank you. Happy birthday, America. <laughs> I would say something, but it would turn this into a garage, so I won't do that. But thank you for that compliment. Go ahead. Yeah, you know, actually, I was uh, in the garden yesterday, and I'm thinking just what you said, Rob. We're about halfway through the season, and uh, not going that good for me. <laughs> Why? Well, first off, uh, in this week's show for CBS Pittsburgh Streaming, uh, In Doug's Garden, I show, uh, brought to you by the Davey Tree Expert Company, I show a deer disaster. Uh, two bucks got into the vegetable garden and, oh, and just... Annihilated it. Yeah, it looked like teenagers. I thought it was, that's what I thought it was. I thought it was just like, I thought it was vandals. They got caught up in the tomato cages and oh. and, and they were, the tomato cages were everywhere. The, you know, all the stuff I grow inside that vegetable garden, uh, the hydrangeas, the, my namesake, uh, Daylily, the one that the, the Zolox bred and named for me. Buds are all gone. I'm not, I will not see the flowers this year. And I was reflecting a little bit on that, uh, just the frustration sometimes of, of gardening, and that was definitely frustrating. But in the in the video, I go on and dry my tears <laughs> and uh, show how to water and fertilize. You know, we are halfway through, and, you know, we haven't got the rain that we needed. Looking at the weather, though, it looks good for, for next week. looks like... Could get rain Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. So somewhere in there. I need rain. I got a little bit of rain. I want to ask Mrs. Know-it-all how she did down in the South Hills. I got a little bit of rain, enough to to help it out. But uh, it's, it's, (laughs) you know, it can be crazy uh, when something like a disaster like this happens. You know, I I fix things up. I, I put the cages back on i i watered it and fertilized you know I, I i talked about it last week but i'm using this dramatic fertilizer and i really love it it's from a company called dram i buy it just like you this is not an ad for dramatic i've asked two nurseries in our local area to carry it because it's a great concentrate made from fish 
And I just show how I use it. The two nurseries are Han Nursery in the north and Chapin's Greenhouse in the south. They carry this, uh, and it just makes all my plants, you know, come back after a disaster like this. Uh, that's probably what I'll be doing today. And I like to fertilize, actually, and I show that in the video, uh, I like to fertilize right after it rains or right after we put water on the, the containers. But you can watch that show every Saturday at 9 a.m., and it's on what they call CBS Pittsburgh Streaming. But it's online right now at my website, dougoster.com. The other thing, Luke Werner came from Davy Tree, and I had a rhododendron that fell over in the winter, a big one, big old one, been there 25 years, at least 20, I mean longer than 25 years. And it fell over, and then, of course, the deer just defoliated it in the winter, and he helped show me how to write it and to support it in a way that it will come back now. So I'm kind of excited about that. Uh, as I said, with, with looking at the weather, the, with this rain coming, you know, I'm always still adding things to the garden. And I found some really nice uh, variegated ivy that I could use for... Uh, spillers on some of my containers and then I'm I'm swooping in now and I'm picking up things with tender bulbs and so something with a tender bulb we buy it now on sale you know again you know as cheap as I am I I want to get these deals and I love going to the nursery this time of the year to find the deals but uh, I've got these big caladiums I found cheap Uh, and then you got begonias some begonias have a tuber underneath cannas dahlias, elephant ears, they all have something underneath there that you could save for the winter. I always say about dahlias, people will not plant dahlias because they don't want to save the tuber. Well, don't. Let it freeze out. Treat it like an annual, but don't deny yourself the beauty of dahlias. The, The advantage of buying a dahlia now is that they really, they come into their own in August or September. At the end of the year, that's when they shine well, get it now, and if, if you want on sale, and if you wanted to, you could save the tuber at the end of the season. We'll talk about that when we get to it. But I love buying all these plants on sale. I actually snuck in some uh, hot peppers. I pulled some garlic. You're, if you're a garlic grower, your garlic might be might be ready. You know, I wanted to see how mine looked. I pulled some, and it it was ready to go. Next will be some bush beans, but in one uh, bed, I found uh, some hot peppers at Han that looked great. They're uh, habanero peppers, and they just looked fantastic. And again, you know, they're almost giving the stuff away. I'm like, well, you know, if I pull my garlic, I've got room for it. The thing is, you know, when you don't get rain and you buy those plants, you got to keep them watered until you get them in the ground, and that can be a problem. That can definitely be problematic. Um. But anytime I'm harvesting, then I'm putting something else in the ground after it. And there's certainly time for another crop of bush beans. Uh, that's something I like. I grow one called Dragon's Tongue that I really love. You should be able to find it at the nursery. It just ha- it's a big, flat bean. It has like a, a, a yellowish pod with purple stripes. It's really cool looking. And uh, luckily, when the deer broke in, that's, that's one good thing they didn't they didn't take my beans that were already up uh you know and some other things on the other side of the garden made it uh but they do more do more damage with their hooves than they do with their their mouths sometimes and i'm just i'm just loving 
my lilies right now. Again, there's another thing that didn't get touched. My my big um, Asiatic lilies. They should should have some more open today, and just the fragrance. Oh, it just it fills the whole garden when they bloom. And again, this is something else that if you wanted to, add, if you were into lilies like I am, another one of my obsessions, uh, you could find the bulbs half price and you could find the plants on sale too. I talk about this a lot where I, after the lily is done blooming in the nursery, they're hard to sell. And you, you get a whole one gallon pot filled with that bulb and you're planting it now, but you got to wait all, you got to wait an entire year for it to bloom. But that's part of the patience. That's part of the patience of gardening. And again, you know, getting getting these lilies on sale, and you can find really cool ones, ones that you probably normally wouldn't buy. You know, I got a bunch of like shorter ones that I bought last year or the year before, that are just getting ready to bloom now and uh, looking good. So get out there, get to the nurseries. There's still time to plant. Like I said, you know, you if, let's say you haven't put a garden in. You can you can you can buy almost an instant garden, you know. And later on, Mrs. Know It All will be here to talk about how to deal with Japanese beetles and other pests. So, watering, heat-related questions, the mid portion of this gardening season. Anything on your mind? What's working? What isn't? Now's the time to call. All of our lines are available. First come, first serve. 866-391-1020. City of Pittsburgh Independence Day Fireworks presented by Zambelli is at Point State Park. Listen to KDK Radio soundtrack. The Lamont Restaurant Fireworks Bonanza. 100.1 FM KDKA Radio at 93, 9.35 p.m. for a special fireworks mix from TJ the DJ. Grab some grub when the party at Point State Park kicks off at 4 p.m. KDK Radio 4th of July fireworks celebration can be heard on 100.1 FM. Brought to you by Red Ribbon Pittsburgh's Pop, Jamaica's finest ginger beer, and PGT Trucking. UPMC Jam Fest is back this year and taking place on August 6th at North Park Basketball Courts, supporting Folds of Honor. The three-on-three basketball tournament is open to all sexes, grades 3 through 12, plus an adult, adult division. Register your team now at kdkradio.com. Presented by UPMC Sports Medicine. Doug is here, and it is that 4th of July weekend edition of the Organic Gardener. Don't forget KDK Radio, the soundtrack of the City of Pittsburgh Fireworks. Monday night, if you're going to enjoy the City Fireworks, make sure to take us with you on the Odyssey app or tell your smart speaker to play News Radio KDKA. Here's Joe on KDK from Ford City joining Doug today on KDKA. Hello, Joe. Hi, Doug. Um, first time gardener here. My potatoes look beautiful, except I noticed yesterday I'm getting some straw-colored spots on them. Probably a fungal issue and not much to worry about. Are they flowering? Oh, yes, yes. Well, that's good news. When we see those flowers, that means it's making potatoes. Uh, How do you have them planted, I'm wondering, because um, there is a way that people will plant them kind of in a, in a, uh, a trench and then keep adding soil or mulch to get more potatoes. Just something to think about that if you could kind of mulch them up, you might be able to get a few more potatoes on there. Well, actually, what I did was I planted them in straw, and I keep putting more straw on oh, them. Oh, there you uh, go. They're doing real well. I was just afraid of uh, potato blight or something. That uh, yeah, yeah, you might you might have a, a, an early blight there, but I don't think it's anything really to worry about, uh, and probably not much you can do about it at this point anyway. There are organic fungicides out there that you could get at a, at a local nursery that might knock it back a little bit, but you'll probably be picking potatoes here in about a month, maybe even less. Well, you made me feel better. I was afraid you're going to have to uh, pull them all out. 
You know, if you want to be sure, just send me a picture. If you just okay. go to DougOster.com, click on the contact button, send me a message, then I'll send you one back and send me a picture, and we'll diagnose it for sure. I'll do that right away. Thanks so much. Thank you. Hey, John, you're on KDK with Doug Oster. Hey, John. John. All right, John's gone. So what's next? I think John fell asleep. <laughs> no, he's wide awake. He's good. <laughs> Call back, John. Uh, well, I had some questions from listeners. Our friend Ken. Okay. He said uh, he was wondering about planting a wisteria and some willows around it. And so I, I always worry about wisteria because once you have wisteria, you'll always have wisteria. Uh, it's really actually a vine, but you can uh, prune certain varieties to look more tree-like. But man, they I just don't like planting them. Uh, and they are can be stubborn to bloom, too. They are beautiful when they bloom. I remember I did a story uh, back when I was with the Post-Gazette. There was one in Ohio Township. Actually, it was a, somebody who was related to uh, PJ, who works here, uh, and I think his uncle or something. It was It's seriously four, a 40-foot-tall vine up a, a, a big pine tree, and it was blooming it, it, every year. It looks great, but not all of them do that. And then you got to be careful with the willows. Uh, in some some municipalities, they won't let you plant willows uh, because those roots are always looking for water, and that means getting into those drainage pipes. You, you know, if you had an old, you know, clay tiled <laughs> drainage going out to the the road, and you had a willow there, it would tear it to pieces. So, I had some other suggestions for him. You know, to look at maybe a Coosa dogwood, a Stewardia. Uh, uh, maybe a, a variegated red bud, something like that. Something that's more than a one-trick pony. Uh, you know, something like a Stewardia. I'm, I'm always trying to tell people when, when they're thinking about what to put in, it's always the right plant, the right place. That's actually something I was thinking about yesterday, how I'm, I'm losing my son as the forest creeps into my garden. And so the plants that need sun aren't getting what they need. But anyway, right plant, right place, uh and, and I'm always trying to tell people to, to when it's a tree or a shrub, the, the more seasons of interest you can get out of it, the better. You know, sometimes a one-trick pony is phenomenal, like a, a lilac. That one trick that it does is spectacular. But the Stewardia, it's a beautiful tree in its shape, uh, good fall color. It has exfoliating bark for winter interest, and then these beautiful flowers in June. So just just think about that when you're planting. When I was thinking about Coosa dogwood, I, I was thinking about one that um, actually that Jessica, who used to uh, host the show with me, she grows called Wolf's Eyes. It has variegated foliage. And so you get the flowers, but you get that variegated foliage all summer. And then these red berries. So just think of the other interests you can get uh, with a tree or a shrub when you're thinking about putting it in all right let's say hi to john he is back let's hope that we can get him on the air this time hey, hey john john good morning welcome to kdka how are you hey good morning i'm doing fine doug and rob uh first time caller to your show uh i have a dogwood tree that's established i've had about 20 years now and for some reason the last few years my uh, blossoms on there have been declining and this year is about a third of them. uh the leaves was you know the blossoms were only a third. Have you ever fertilized it? Yes. This year I went to uh, Bedner's, one of our local uh, establishments, and they tried some organic fertilizer that I tried on it. 
and it seemed to come back a little bit, but I didn't know whether to add more or wait till the fall. Well, take a look at the bag for the application rates. Usually with the dogwood, you know, they're shallow-rooted, so uh, feeding it holly-tone or something similar to holly-tone is really, really going to help it. So usually it's a, a an application, a pretty good application in the spring, and then a lesser application in, in the fall, and then continue that uh, mulch it correctly, which means not volcano mulch, but it should look more like a donut, out to the drip line, and also be sure it's getting the water that it needs. Uh, you know, a 20-year-old tree is is in pretty pretty good shape as far as that's concerned, but it, it, it wouldn't hurt, you know, when, well, we get we got rain coming. You'll be okay. But mulching it, feeding it, that's that's going to help. As long as you don't have any, you know, disease problems with that plant, I mean, with that tree, you should be in pretty good shape. Um, is it out in the sun or is it in, in like a wooded area? It's uh, partially uh, shaded from a, a larger tree. Um, that's like perfect. Said, it's established and it's, it's always bloomed very nice, but in the last couple of years, it's... Uh, it's been the, the blossoms aren't quite as good. Just be sure to carefully look at the application rates on the bag, uh, because if using too much doesn't mean that the plant's going to do better. It means that that too much is the plant can't uptake it, and it just ends up washing out. It's a waste of money. So look at the application rate for the size of the tree that you have. You did your spring fertilization. I'd do another one when things cool off a little bit, maybe August, depending on what how the weather is. And then continue that the next year also, and I think it'll you'll bring that tree back, all right? All right, that sounds great. Thanks again. Thanks, Rob, for your show. I really enjoy it. All right, thank you, John. Listen, stay with us, because we got lots more still to come. Doug's going to be answering some calls from Aspen Walls to Alexandria. We've got room for you as well, too, at 866-391-1020, 866-391-1020. Doug is here, and uh, we're going to give somebody an opportunity right now to win a Janoski's gift certificate. If you... Oh, the 10th caller at 412-922-1020. But right now the phones are stacked, so let's get right back to them and say hello to um, Deborah. She's up next on KDK. Hi, Deborah. Good morning. Um, I have a, a quick question. Six years ago, my husband and I moved to a new house, and I brought some hosta transplants from our other house. And um, for the first four years, um, they kept on growing, and now they've become so beautiful and growing. I planted them along our walkway. They are spilling over. They're just the foliage. Hmm. Uh, and my husband, even though they're beautiful, he's like, you know, I need to be able to walk into the house. So uh, when's the best time to transplant? Uh, you know, to kind of, you know, I need to probably cut them in half. You know what I mean? Kind of cut into them and then transplant them somewhere else. When's the best time to do that? First off, who's in charge over there? He's telling you that he's, he can't walk in because the hostas are in the way? What What's going on here? Well, I, exactly. That's how I feel. I did trim them back for him, but yes, you're right. The very best time to do it is early in the spring, uh, okay. but you could wait a little bit. You know, even with this weather coming up, you know, mm-hmm. if you see rain coming, you know, a couple days of rain, Mm-hmm. You you would be able to do that. Yeah, hostas are tough as nails. Uh, you know, midsummer is a tough time to do it. But if we got cooler temperatures and, like I said, three four days of rain, you'd be able to do that. You know, a lot of times p- people will like lift the entire clump and then cut it in half or cut it into quarters. And then okay. when you do replant it, give it a little bit of extra compost in the hole, something like that. You know, you can buy a couple bags of compost pretty inexpensively. Sure. Uh, I use uh, 
they call it leaf mold or leaf mulch, and it's just it's just decomposed leaves, uh, and it's a great way to add a little to the to the mix in the soil there. And then th- that hosta uh, in two years, your husband will be complaining again <laughs> because it's going to be doing so good. Um, how how I mean, does it have to be done now or can be done later? Well, it doesn't have to. I, I did trim them back. The, you know, the, the bottom leaves, I did trim them back. So it doesn't have to be done now. And I had thought about it in the in the springtime, but they've just become just amazingly gorgeous. And I've been fortunate that the deer have not eaten because um, the flowers are blooming right now. So, yeah. I can't believe that's a, that's a what we call deer candy with those hostas. I know, right? I don't know what's happened, but yes, you're right. You know, if you could wait till September, it'd be better for the plant. But if, if you ha- if you had to get it done, you uh-huh. could get it done when we have that this rain coming up. Okay? okay. Thank you so much. Have a great All day. All right. Thank you. All right. Let's say hi to Beth out in Hampton on KDK. Hello, Beth. Hello, uh, Doug. I'm so happy to speak with you. I'm a first-time caller. A few weeks ago, I attended one of your talks at our local True Value Hardware, Daniel's Hardware, mm-hmm. and it was wonderful. I thoroughly enjoyed oh, it. Thank you. And I'm sorry to hear about your deer problem in your garden. I I have a problem in mind with a vole that has attacked my cucumber plants, and I wondered if there were any organic solutions to this problem. Yes, uh, for voles or moles, and I'm glad you brought that up because that was one of the questions people have been asking me. There's a, a thing called uh, mole scram, but it also works for voles, and it uses garlic and castor oil as a repellent. And so we have to use it in a, in a way that will will push the the vole away from where you're at. They can't stand it. And so in the case of the cucumber plants, and you're sure it's a vole, right? Yeah, I have actually seen. Okay. So we just we just it's granular. We just put it around that cucumber plant, and the vole just can't stand it. It's going to move out outside of that area. Like a lot of times when they're uh, when people use it for moles, or if they have a big uh, uh, problem with voles, they'll put just a, a a band of it, like twelve to eighteen inches wide, and then the next day add to the band and keep that vole or mole moving away from wherever they want it to move away from, and so. You can find that at, at any of uh, Good Nurseries. Any of our sponsors should have the, the mole scram for you, okay? Wonderful. Thank you so much. Thank you. Let's say hi to Steve. You're on KDK. Hello, Steve. <clears throat> uh, good morning, gents. Uh, we have a, a Bing cherry tree that's in our yard, and we've had it for about 10 years, and it's uh, been relatively healthy up until this point. And... Um, all of a sudden, within maybe the last week, week and a half, the leaves have just turned yellow and started dropping off. I mean, there is almost like no leaves left on the tree anymore. <clears throat> and this is in a part of the yard that we don't, like, you know, get to every day. So, you know, we couldn't see it kind of coming on, you know. This will be where you need to get somebody on site to look at it, you know. Okay. Uh, Davy Tree comes on every other week here on the show, and that's who I've used for a long time. But a, any certified arborist will come for free. I know for sure the Davy guys will come for free. They'll take a look, and they'll tell you what needs to be done. With a tree that's that nice and that old, it's, it's best. I could guess on a couple things. You know, I'm thinking some kind of fungal issue. Uh, but you got to have a guy come in and look. Um the number for Davy Tree 
Uh, it's 855-982-TREE. Uh, and like I said, those guys are, are coming out to my house a couple times a year to help me with my uh, oak forest and all sorts of other things. So get a certified arborist to come look at it. That's the best thing to do. And they'll, they'll know right away what, what the problem is or if the problem is serious. And they'll give you an estimate on what it would take to treat it. Uh, it always with a tree like that, of that caliber, you want to have an expert take a look at it. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. A certified arborist, just too much at stake to guess, right? Oh, definitely. You know, even if they sent you a picture, it would be just be better to have, and they'll come out in a couple of days. You know, I had somebody uh, reach out to me, and I'm trying to think what kind of tree it was. But Oh, it was a magnolia that was dropping its leaves, and I just texted Miles Stevens from the Davy Tree, and I said, is this something that, uh, an arborist should look at, and he said yes. And it just happened that <laughs> they lived uh, in the South Hills area where he works. And two days later, he was at their place and showed him, told him exactly what the problem was. And it was not a, a real big deal, uh, but again, having an expert, you know, they're seeing a hundred cherry trees right now doing this, and so they'll know exactly what the problem is. And you know, when you think about multiple trees, the investment, time, energy. And obviously, the the sentimental value you you want to get it right. We love our trees, and we you know that's another thing. Yesterday, I killed a Japanese maple too, somehow, some way. Do I don't know how I did it. When in doubt, blame it on the deer. No, when in doubt, blame it on whatever happened to the tree before you got it. Ten years ago, <laughs> somebody must have cut the roots and. <laughs> Japanese maple are beautiful trees. Yeah, I had a really nice one with uh, red bark and. I, I put it in a container. I shouldn't have left it in a container. That's probably the problem. But it, it went for a few years. It looked good. But this spring, it just didn't come back. So I always tell people, hey, plants die. This is part of it. And I do always make the excuse, something happened to it before you got it. I don't want to make you sweat, but you know who's been on hold for the last five minutes? Huh. Mrs. Know-it-all. Really? So she's been listening to everything that we've said. Uh-oh. So we're going to school with her in just a couple of moments. Uh-oh. She's got the chalk in her hand in the eraser. Oh, it's going to be trouble. <laughs> I, I shouldn't have told you. Anyway, we'll take a break. Come back. Mrs. Know-it-all and Doug. Of course, DougOster.com. What's up with you? Anything going on there? Oh, yeah. Just, uh, you know, uh, the different stories. I wrote a story, kind of a comprehensive story, all about FIPS and how they uh, made this evolution of sustainability, it's pretty amazing to look at, to look at the progress from the mid-90s to where we are today, to where they have a building that doesn't use energy and doesn't use water. I mean, it's net zero energy. I mean, it uses energy, but it's net zero. And that's pretty amazing that you could have a, a, a big, you know, three-floor uh, office building that is net zero energy. Hey, we'll be back. Mrs. Know-It-All with Doug Oster on the Organic Gardener, Rob Pratt Sunday, KDKA Radio. You know, Doug likes promoting our local nurseries, and he wants to promote one of them now, and then we'll get Mrs. Know-It-All on the Oh, air. man, that deal at Sorgles. I forgot to mention it in the last uh, after the last break, but you're basically, you buy one lily and you get two for free. This is, that's the way to do it. <laughs> yeah. You plant that right now, and every year after this, you'll have these beautiful lilies. Good for you, Randy. That's awesome. All right. Go right ahead. Time for Mrs. Know-It-All. That's horticulturist Denise Schreiber. First off, Denise, before we get to our summer bugs, did you get any rain? 
I actually got about an inch and a half. Oh, so I nice. Know everybody's going to be jealous. Yeah. In fact, it, well, the power went off a couple of times, and I actually got out of bed when it hit and went outside and looked, and it was just pounding rain, and I, I actually had gullies running through the yard, wow. and my cats were hiding God knows where. Oh, well, good for you. I didn't get that much. I might have got maybe a half inch, enough just to to help, but I'm still watering. I'm I'm look I'm hoping we get this rain coming up. So, let's talk uh, start- I put the hose, super hoses on every couple of days. Mm-hmm. We they need the water. Yeah, I hear you. So, let's talk uh about some summer insects and start with Japanese beetles. What should we do? They seem to be bad this year. Yeah, you know what? I always walk around with one of those little not little red those red cups you use at picnics, put some soapy water in there, and I go out every night and just kind of dump them in and let them swim and then drown because I enjoy that so much. <laughs> <laughs> um, something you know, that's a little more problematic is uh, squash bugs. And they should be emerging soon if they haven't already because the heat kind of throws everybody's body calendar off, so to speak. And so once I start seeing them, I am out every day checking uh, my zucchini plants and my pumpkins because you'll find them on the undersides of the leaves. And it's not so much the bug, although if you can get the bug and kill it, that's great but they leave their eggs on the bottom of the leaves, usually like right in the veins. And so you can do a couple of things because you do not want them to hatch is take a piece of masking tape. Don't use any of the stronger stuff and just take a little uh, piece and put it on there. And then you can usually pull the eggs right off. If you can't do that or don't have masking tape, take a small pair of scissors and you can actually cut out where they are. What do they, what do they look like? Them, uh, little hard brown dots. So if you've ever seen maybe spores on the bottom of fern plants, they kind of look like that. But they're very clustered. They're not like a lump of eggs. They are lined up like little soldiers. Mm-hmm. So that's good to get them. Then there is the squash vine borer, which, you know, sometimes you go, oh, my cucumbers look great. You go out the next morning, and they're like, I need something. And that's usually the damage of the squash vine borer. So when you plant your uh, squash, your cucumbers, anything in that family, take some uh, aluminum foil and just a small piece and wrap it around probably the bottom two inches two to three inches of the stem when you plant it. And that usually prevents them from getting up there. Now, obviously, if you have a farm, that's going to be a little Hmm. troublesome to do. But, you know, if you've got a few plants in the garden, that actually works pretty well. And you want to make sure at the end of the season, you don't even discard the plant if it's been attacked. You want to take it out, put it in the trash, because by that time, the larvae have gone down into the soil and they will hatch again next year. And then, you know, you know, there's other stuff we're going to see. We're going to see um, some white fly because of the heat. They're on the undersides of the leaves. And then, you know, you brush by, especially like your tomatoes. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden you get this flurry of white. 
And it's real simple. Uh, take your hose and just give it a hard spray, and that'll knock them off. Uh, we've got aphids. Well, doesn't it sound like time all these creatures invading us? <laughs> and so the aphids, you know, this sounds a little sick. You'll find them usually on the new growth of more on your flowers and your herbs rather than on your vegetables. And so what I like to do is I just put on a pair of plastic gloves and I kind of just smush them. They smush really nice. (laughs) And, you know, you'll see them. There's uh, green ones. There's kind of a peachy colored ones. There's uh, dark ones, you know, even white ones. There's a variety of them depending on the plant and what they're attacking. And so you can just, you know, get in there and remove that. They they can do more damage than anything else because they'll stunt the new growth. Uh, sometimes the plant in in this weather they just can't sustain growth at all because you know let's face it it's ninety degrees. There's better things I'd like to do than be out growing somewhere. I actually have not been going out until the evening to do any work. I don't blame you. Same here. And the other thing about this too, uh, Denise is obviously to spend some time looking at the plants and examining what's going on. Right. And so, you know, just, you know, like every other day, other than the squash bug, go out and just kind of take a general look and evaluate. And even, you know, with houseplants do the same thing. Now, the one thing I wanted to mention, a lot of people say, oh, use the yellow sticky cards and that'll get rid of them. No, yellow sticky cards are to evaluate how much damage they can do. You'll see what the population is, and that's when you have to decide how you're going to take care of it. Sometimes it's called put the plant in the trash, you know, which people don't want to do, but you don't want to save plants to infect everything else as well. You know, it's always cheaper to buy a new plant than it is to start having to, you know, throw out all of your plants. Well, good stuff, Denise. Thanks, as always. Uh, Got to keep our eyes open on those bugs. I'm answering questions after the show. If you didn't get through or if you're too shy to call, just go to DougOster.com. Click on the contact button. I'll answer your garden questions. Check out my new video there, too, uh, showing the Big deer disaster, and also information about my trip to Portugal this spring, which is selling pretty good. So if you're interested, you should be part of it. Remember, organic gardeners, you make our world brighter and safer with each seed you sow and every garden you grow. It is a pleasure. Have a great holiday, Doug. Happy 4th. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.